Welcome in to more of my short form Dynasty Fantasy Football content. This time, we've got top five Dynasty cells. Let's jump into cell number one. Brian Robinson. I just don't really like anything about Brian Robinson in Dynasty. There's not much there to like. He's a starter, but he hasn't really done anything impressive over two years. Big thing is the workload decline. He declined from 17.1 carries per game in 2022 to just 11.9 this year, especially down the stretch. The workload wasn't there. He did see more receiving usage, but it wasn't enough to make him relevant. Just 21st in fantasy points per game this year. Like I said, he suffered that late season injury, never got, quite got the workload back. The commanders will have a new coaching staff and an entire new front office. Zero commitment to Brian Robinson. Now, some might say Antonio Gibson is a free agent. There'll be more opportunity for Robinson. Uh, no. All that means is that they'll replace Gibson with someone a lot scarier than Gibson. That is the player that the new staff has wanted. Like Brian Robinson turns 25 years old in March. Significant running backs coming in. It's just a question of how significant. Is it a compliment or another starter? Robinson's rank on KTC is RB18. That's divorced from reality. He's never been that good. I haven't ranked at RB25. Honestly, that feels generous. Let's look at a couple of trades. This one's a real one. For 224 seconds, I'd easily take that and move on from Robinson and get talent in this class. And then I had an idea of my own. Brian Robinson for Zach Charbonnet. I think that could be interesting. Zach Charbonnet is a lot more talented player, in my opinion, than Brian Robinson, a lot younger. And with Pete Carroll firing, maybe he'll have an opportunity. Who knows? Uh, but that's kind of it on Brian Robinson. Next one, Christian Watson. He's faded in my dynasty eyes big time. Struggled through an injury-riddled 2023. Didn't improve much from 2022. Let's look at the numbers straight up. 2022, 2.9 receptions, 43.6 yards per game, nine total touchdowns in 14 games. 2023, 3.1 catches, or 3.1 receptions, and 46.9 yards per game, five total touchdowns in nine games. But the main issue is even worse than that. Jaden Reed seems to have passed Watson by as the wide receiver one. They have similar draft capital. There's no reason why Watson has that job entrenched. So I think Reed has passed him up. Even worse than that, when Christian Watson was out, when Romeo Dubs was out, and they were placed with Bo Melton and Dentavian Wicks, it seemed to make no difference. Now, whether that's a comment that Bo Melton and Dontavian Wicks are really good, or that Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs aren't that special, Whichever way it is, it's bad because there's a lot of young weapons here and a crowded room makes it tough for any one wide receiver to emerge, especially if they're not named Jaden Reed. I still think that Watson is the number two on the depth chart. But if you told me that he fell to number four, I wouldn't be stunned next year. We'll have to see. Dontavian Wicks is really the challenger that I'm interested in watching. Either way, I expect the Packers to rotate their weapons they have a lot of options. Watson, Dubs, Reed, Wicks, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. That's six players for four receiving spots. And that doesn't even include Bo Melvin. So, going to be a lot of rotation there. Watson's KTC rank, wide receiver 33. That's way too high. I have him wide receiver 39. Honestly, that feels generous. A couple of trades that I thought of to move on from 
Christian Watson. Maybe send him for Hollywood Brown. He's kind of out of sight, out of mind. But I do think he's shown a lot more in his career than Christian Watson. Dontavian Wicks, plus a 24 mid-second. I kind of like that one. Move on to a younger player, someone who hasn't been injured as much, and also get that extra pick in there. And in Superflex leagues, I'd be willing to just send him off straight for 24 early second, uh, if that's the lowest and the best you can do. Next sell. I feel like I'm picking on him, but Justin Fields. I feel like he's still a sell. He fell to 18.4 fantasy points per game in 2023, 13th among quarterbacks. It's fine, but it's not league winning. Not like 2022, where it was 20.5 fantasy points per game, fifth among quarterbacks. The thing with Fields is that the Bears are almost certainly going to move on from Fields to Caleb Williams. A new team is not going to commit to multiple years of Justin Fields. If he doesn't do it in 2024, he's going to be out in 2025. So Fields' value is very, very high. KTC quarterback 15, 35th overall. For someone who isn't winning you leagues and doesn't have long-term job security, the value is just too high. I have him quarterback 16, quite a few spots lower overall in Superflex. I did see one trade fields for Kyler Murray. I don't think that's realistic. So what I would suggest is to look at something like this. Fields plus Bryce Young for Bryce Young plus 112. Or kind of look at pivoting from fields. Could you pivot to Jared Goff, either plus or just straight up? I would do that. Jared Goff to me is a franchise quarterback. Jordan Love, probably not after last week. Or this kind of deal. Bryce Young might be the easiest one to get. You have a lot of potential options to pivot off of Justin Fields, still get a quarterback, and just kind of move on before the bottom falls out. Next one, Isaiah Likely. Likely might be the biggest sell in all of Dynasty. Of all, I combed KTC to look for these sells. Keep trade cut, if you don't know what that is. And Likely's price is just not, doesn't reflect any sort of reality that we actually live in. Let's look at some stats for Likely, and you'll see what I mean. In 2022, as a rookie, he had 36 catches for 373 yards, three touchdowns, 2.3 receptions, 23.3 yards per game. Those are fine numbers for a rookie backup tight end. That's actually pretty good. The problem is what 2023 looked like. Before Andrews got hurt and was out for the year, likely played in 11 games. He had nine catches for 89 yards. Not in one game. Total. No touchdowns. He had less than a reception per game, 8.1 yards per game. Essentially, he was not a part of the Ravens' offense at all when Andrews was in. Literally not at all. But after Andrews got hurt, he did come on. He did replace Andrews well. 20, 21 catches, 322 yards, five touchdowns, and 3.5 catches, 53.7 yards a game. Pretty good pace, not like league winning, but that's fine. That's low end tight end one numbers. It's great that he performed without Andrews, but but it's important to note <laughs> the Ravens' new coaching staff under offensive coordinator Todd Munkin is not going anywhere, and they thought that he was irrelevant before that. Mark Andrews is not going anywhere. So when people see this starting to happen again, where likely is nothing, his value is going to plummet. Right now, he's. KTC ranked tight end 14. I, I think that's crazy. I have him at tight end 23. I don't, I mean, we saw what it was like even with Andrews out. He still wasn't great. So yeah, I, I don't get his ranking 
And I think his value is going to drop a lot once the season starts. Or even once people realize that Mark Andrews is healthy. Here are some trades that I saw. These are all real trades. Likely for Michael Meyer. I mean, that one is a no-brainer. I'd much rather have Michael Meyer. Likely for a 24-second. I would take a 24-second for likely. Likely in a 25-second for DJ Moore. I mean, I don't care how big the tight end premium is. I'd much rather have DJ Moore than any sort of Isaiah Likely and 25-second combination. So I'd advise moving Likely just before people realize how bad he was when Mark Andrews was actually in the lineup. Last one, and this one's kind of the easiest one, Jalen Hyatt. He's just a bust, plain and simple. Despite playing all 17 games on a weak depth chart, he did nothing, nothing at all. Here are his numbers. 17 games at a wide receiver who was supposed to be a starter. 23 catches, 373 yards, no touchdowns, 1.4 catches, and 21.9 yards a game. Nothing. Nothing at all there. He seemed to get benched at times. Never, ever challenged Darius Slayton for the number one snaps role. Never challenged Wandale Robinson in production. In week 18, Hyatt played a 13% snap share. He barely outproduced Isaiah Hodgins over the year, who's a total afterthought. Hyatt's third-round draft capital carries no guarantees for future years. Third-rounders, I mean, he could be the wide receiver four. I mean, look at what happened to Jalen Tolbert. He was totally benched, out of sight. You know, it happens. I don't expect the Giants to move on from Darius Slayton. He played well this year. They'd only save $6.2 million by cutting him. I think he's worthy of that spot. They're going to retain Wandale Robinson, of course, because he's a young player. And I think they have that sixth overall pick. I've seen a lot of mocks having them get Malik Neighbors. Even if they're not interested in that, I think they're going to sign maybe even another receiver in free agency. I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't think that this is going to be the receiver core next year. So Hyatt, I think, is going to find himself out in the cold. KTC has him at wide receiver 59. I have him at wide receiver 68. That feels very generous. I would take any third for Hyatt. But, but. I think this is an opportunity. I've done this trade with wide receiver busts a lot. You can often package Hyatt plus maybe a mid to late 24 third for a 25 second. It's a good way to kind of clear out roster spots and get a second when you wouldn't be able to otherwise for assets that don't have nearly the same upside as a future second. So that's just a suggestion for Hyatt and also in general for trading. Now, if you like the video so far, make sure to like leave a comment, and subscribe to the channel. And also hit that notifications bell so you can be notified about all of my future Dynasty Fantasy Football content. Now, of course, Patreon is the best way to support me and the content. And you can sign up at patreon.com slash fantasyadvice. The link is in the top right corner. It's in the comments below the show. And it's in the show description. Only patrons get to ask advanced questions for the show. I have three for this show and I love answering questions. I love helping the patrons. It's one of my biggest passions in this space. So with that said, let's get into question number one. Favorite incoming rookie wide receiver, not named Marvin Harrison Jr., Romo Dunze, or Malik Neighbors. Uh, for me, Keon Coleman, Troy Franklin, those are the ones I have my eye on. Of course, I haven't done my rookie rankings yet. I tend to do those after the class is finalized, after the declare deadline. That's in about a week. So on the Patreon, you will see the rookie rankings very early. They'll be done by the end of January. But they're only going to be for patrons. So I'm I'm not publishing the rankings on uh, Twitter. So 
If you want to see the rankings, you can sign up for the ranking spreadsheet on Patreon, and they will be there as soon as they're ready. Uh, and I appreciate you for this question. Speaking of interesting things, what do you think happens with the Buffalo wide receiver core this offseason? Will Diggs be there next year? Shakir worth the stash, et cetera. So we know that Dalton Kincaid is locked in as the tight end one. Dawson Knox has negative dead cap. He's going to be there as their tight end two. Uh, Khalil Shakir is under contract. I think he's going to be their slot guy. I don't know how much the slot guy is going to get used. But Stefan Diggs, we'll see. Gabe Davis is a free agent. I don't think that they're going to bring Gabe Davis back. Stefan Diggs, there are trade rumors with Stefan Diggs. We all know that. This last week, they got him the ball more. It's almost like they heard his complaints. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. I think that's going to decide a lot of it. If they go out of the playoffs, lose, and Stefan Diggs is not involved significantly in the game plan, I'd lean toward him being gone. If Stefan Diggs is the focal point of the offense, then he'll probably be there next year. So we'll see. But either way, I think Gabe Davis is definitely gone. Last question. I know this isn't the best time to trade picks. Not necessarily. It can be. Uh, but would you trade the 110 and 1QB for a random future first, uh, 12-team 1QB? So this year is a, a year where I would say the current class, I don't hear people saying, oh, the 2025 class is much better. I don't hear any of that. The 2024 class is, the current class is better in people's eyes than next year. So you'll probably be able to do this on the clock. You'll be able to trade the 110 for a future first. So in general, that's around the line for me. But this year, I don't think you have to rush. So my answer is maybe, and I think you can wait. I want to appreciate all the patrons for asking those questions. I want to appreciate everyone who watched the video and liked it and left a comment. If you have Dynasty questions, leave them in the comments. I'll try to respond to as many of them as I can. Additionally, make sure to check out the Patreon uh, where you'll get full responses to all of your questions. But until next time, I want to thank everyone for watching, everyone uh, in the comment section, and everyone who follows me on all my platforms. And I will see you all later. Peace out.